0: Talking to girls is hard. Oh, I know. I am a girl. Talking to me is hard, but I'm going to make it easier for you because I am your banter coach, the go to banter guru, your banter bitch, your no wit all, the one who's going to teach you how to get her to respond, how to be charismatic, how to say witty things, and how to never run out of things to say. But how am I going to teach you all of these things? Simple. I have done this now hundreds of times, and I have step by step instructions fail-proof methods, exercises, and tons more that'll get you communicating in a way she can't resist. So go to kristenandchill.com to get banter coaching like you cannot find anywhere else. I promise you there's nothing else like this that exists in the world. You've got quite a special diamond here. So use this special diamond to help you find your special diamond so that you can buy her a diamond. And yeah, okay. Anyway, go to kristenandchill.com. I can't wait to see you there.
1: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Method's manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a single mother on the show who is going to tell you guys how dating works for single mothers and for women who are in their 40s. She is blunt. She is a no BS woman and she's not going to give you nice answers that make you feel good. She's going to give you answers that you can actually use, which is why I really enjoyed having her on the show. So keep listening. to the Ask Women podcast. Kristen is not here today. And I've said before, so much better without her. So quiet, but a little bit lonely. But I'm going to fill that loneliness with my wonderful guest who I have on today, Heidi, who is a single mom who lives in... Actually, you know what? I don't even know where you live. Heidi, where do you live? I live in Northern New Jersey. Northern New Jersey. Okay. And she is not an expert. She is not a coach of any kind. She is a great-looking, single mom, real person. And I always like talking to women like you because you're not going to try and give a buttoned-up response. You're going to give me the nitty-gritty information that I need and that the guys need who are listening to this podcast. So Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, I want to dive into you. Can you tell me a little bit about you, who you are, and then I want to dive into your dating life so we can help these guys out and tell them
2: how to date women who have kids. For sure. So I'm a single mom. I work in finance in the city. I have a son who's about 14. And I think I've been a single mom since he's been three. So I've had some dating experience, but I mostly concentrated on him for many years until I felt no boys of that age, young age, need a lot of guidance. So now I'm kind of been dating here and there. And it's been super interesting.
1: Okay. So elaborate on super interesting. Well, because you've been dating with the
2: pandemic, right? And then... Right. Did, were you dating before that as well? I was, yeah. A little bit here and there. But I've found that one, there's a lot of married men who forget that they're married. And right. keep trying to date while married.
1: Very interesting. Okay. And how do you find that out? Like, are they just open about being married
2: and trying to date? Two times this happened to me. I once got to a date early. And as I'm always early for things, I'm parked in the restaurant and I'm looking around and I see this guy who looks like the guy I'm supposed to meet. And I see him take his ring off and put it in his chest pocket.
1: Oh my God.
2: And I'm thinking, no way. Like, this guy, like, what the hell? What do I do? So I'm like, I'm a little bit obnoxious. So I said, I'm going to fuck with this guy a little bit. Right. (laughs) So I I went into the date and we're sitting at the bar and we ordered drinks and I kept kind of like touching his breast, like his chest rather, like patting him on the shoulder. And I finally said to him, like, isn't there something you need to tell me? And you should just go home to your wife is basically how it all, the end of it came out. And I just slammed my drink down and like, have a good night.
0: And he just stood there
2: like totally shocked. He went to get up from the bar to follow me, but the waiter was like, sir, sir, come back. That was an experience in itself for sure.
1: Definitely. Well, so would you say that when you are using online dating, because I'm guessing that's how you are dating now or meeting people, that you experience a lot of men who do tend to lie or lead you on? I'm asking this because a lot of men think, oh, women have it so easy. Men just flock to them and just, you know, they they have their pick and choose of who they want. I'd love to hear the female experience of what it's
2: like in that world, even when men do flock to you. Right. What it's like from your experience. I feel like online, my experience has been a lot of people just aren't truthful with themselves. Like they don't realize that they are married. And just because you're maybe miserable, you're still married. And they just seem to just ignore that part and think that they're just gonna have the side piece on the side and think that like what woman would be okay with that? I mean, I know there are a lot of women maybe that would be okay with it, but I for sure wouldn't be.
1: Yeah. What about other things that you think men are not being truthful? Is that just your your overall experience is that you have encountered a lot of guys who are
2: untruthful? For the most part, I feel like most of my encounters have been people that are untruthful and they're my age or older. But the people that I do find truthful are the younger guys But I can't... I mean, what am I going to do with a 25-year-old besides one? I mean,
1: you have a lot of fun.
2: The <laughs> so 25-year-olds are truthful and honest. And right,
1: the, the men sure. that you seem to interact with, can you just say like the age range of those men?
2: Like from, let's say, like maybe 38 to 50. Yeah. So you have found they're untruthful. So can you tell me like some of the things that they may have been untruthful? About? Well, for instance, I did just talk to this guy who decided to tell me he was a police officer and I'm really good at research. And I kind of do my research on somebody. If I feel like I might want to pursue them, but I want to check to make sure who they are is who they say they are. And right. I don't need much information on you. You can give me your first name, maybe the college you went to and what you do or where you live. And I can find you. It's crazy. I'm like, Mass detective. I like it. Yeah, for sure. And this guy tells me he's a police officer in this town. And like, what a fool, because he did work for the town, but he was like a mechanic in the police department. He wasn't a police officer. He was just like a fraud on so many levels. Well, so let me ask you a question. So what if he had said, I am a mechanic in this
1: town? Would you have ridden him off? Like, was it more appealing that he was a police officer or does it not matter?
2: Well, I didn't know any of it when we first started talking because you're kind of online shopping for a guy based on their looks online because that's really all you see, right? Right. It's like window shopping. And when we spoke on the phone one time and he had got a great personality, great phone voice, gave good phone... And then like, the next time we talked, we kind of got more into the nitty gritty of life and like what we do and what our interests are. And that's when he decided to tell me what he did. And then I kind of was like, oh, that's cool. Let me research this a little bit more and then found out he was complete fraud.
1: So like going back to the question I had before, would that matter to you if he was a mechanic?
2: Well, I do have a thing for police officers, but I think just honesty in general, I'm not One who cares really what you do because in my industry, I've been introduced to people that make a bunch of money, but that's never been my driving force of like who I want to date. I just want to date a good person. So I don't care what you do, but if you're not honest about who you are, then how could you possibly date somebody who at this age isn't comfortable with who they are?
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you something because you work in the finance world. So I'm sure that you are very settled in your life. You're comfortable. As you said, it's about being with a nice person. So what if. You did meet a nice person who was a mechanic. Maybe they didn't make a lot of money, but they were really good to you. Right. Like, if somebody presented that to you on paper, would you say, eh, not into them? Or would you say, okay, well, let's see this person? Like, does it matter to you? Does money matter at all? Does success or drive matter at all to you?
2: For sure. The drive matters. Success does matter in some way, but. I've dated somebody before who was more of a blue-collar worker and he had more of a problem that I made more money than him and it seemed to always come up in some way or the other. And it was like, I think I would like to date somebody either equal to me or does better financially than I do. Not because I need their money, but it just puts you on an even playing field if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, what if there was somebody who didn't make as much as you but was completely secure with the fact that you made more?
2: Yeah, I would be open to that. I think just being secure in yourself at this point in life is like a, a massive turn-on for women if you're confident in who you are, no matter what you do. You can bring more to the table in other ways.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you about being a single mom and dating. Are there rules to dating a single mom that maybe you didn't have in place before when you were just single? And do single mothers date differently?
2: I think so. I mean, you don't have a lot of Extra time, so you choose wisely and who you want to spend your time with. And I think my son's maybe met three people in the time I've been, you know, that he's been old enough to actually meet anybody. I don't ever introduce anybody to my son for a really long time until I know they're somebody that... sticking around. Right, right. And you know, you got to make sure the person that you're bringing around your son is like, would that be a good role model for your kid?
1: Right. So give me like a little snapshot of what the process would look like before getting to actually go on a date with you. So if you met somebody online, how long would you stay chatting with them online? And then would you transfer it to somewhere else before meeting in person? Because it sounds like, as you just said, you don't have a lot of time. You have your job, you have your son, you have your life. Right. Which, you know, most people who are 40 have the same thing. Right. So what does it look like? How quickly to get on a date with you?
2: Probably quickly. I mean, I do can make time. I don't want to be a text buddy. And I think you got to know if there's that initial attraction to the person, at least for me, like I know right off the bat, as soon as I meet you, there's just a vibe you can sense like, basically, do I want to get naked with this person or not? Right. And you sense that. What is part of that vibe? What do you think makes that vibe happen?
1: Or why is that vibe there for some people and it's not for others?
2: Yeah, like manners and like how they carry themselves, how they greet you, how they treat you on the, the first few minutes of meeting the person. Do okay, so tell me more out? about that. Oh, I want to hear. I yeah, wanna hear yeah, like these you, things. Like, what do they do? Do they reach out and like do they want to give you a kiss on the cheek? Do they shake your hand? Do they hug you? Like I would love to be greeted with like a like a nice hug and maybe a kiss on the cheek and just if they're complimentary of what how you look and because it's your first meeting, you kind of want to know, do they also feel like, wow, she looks great and and manners. Like if you go out on a date and you're, they're there first, do they get up from the table and greet you? And for me, manners are really important and how they kind of treat you right off the bat. Like a gentleman should treat a woman. For sure. For sure. But manners coupled
1: with, it's got to be something else. So obviously you said that people that you're talking to online, there is an obvious attraction to what they look like. So you've already got the fact that you like their looks. And then the way that they carry themselves, can you tell me more about that and what that looks like for you?
2: Right. Like if they have their shit together, they have a career, established career, hopefully they have a great relationship with their ex-wife or that it's at least not chaotic still. There's guys out there with crazy ex-wives and who wants to be a part of that mess? Because that's just not for me. Do they start complaining right away and telling you other life's problems? Like, I don't want to be your therapist.
1: Right. Well, actually, so that's a good question to ask. So, when you are on a first date, most likely you're both divorced, or Mm -hmm. potentially he's never been married before, right? Right. Well, okay. So, comment on that. Is that important that you do meet people who are also divorced? And then, how quickly can you start talking about your divorce because it's something you can connect on, obviously. Right. When does it become a therapy
2: session, and when is it just sharing a commonality? I think when it comes to therapy session is when it's like repeatedly, oh, she did this to me, she did that to me, or This is what she's doing to the kids. And it's like, oh my gosh, obviously you divorced because you weren't getting along. Like, I don't want to keep having to hear about it. You know, unless it's something that's really affecting him and he's looking for advice on how to handle a situation that's occurring currently. But I don't want to hear about past like what she did in 1997 with your car. Like, (laughs) I don't want to hear about that stuff.
1: Right, right. Especially not on a first date, right? No. Do you want to have any talk about the ex on your first date? Is I that think just like
2: important. The, yeah, for sure. I think you got to know their, like, their, the layout of their life, like what happened, what led to divorce, and just like on a light scale of like what happened and do you get along with your ex? How do you have custody of the kids and kind of just see how their life is set up so you can see what maybe where you could fit in and how it would work. Like if a guy says, you know, I have my kids every two weeks and for two weeks, and it's like, oh, I'm going to see you every once every three weeks, that doesn't sound great.
1: Right. Would that, Be a deterrent for you if that's what their schedule was?
2: If it was like once a month, that's kind of a deterrent because I don't really want that. But I also... (laughs) I always say I'd love to be married again. I just don't want to live with them. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Okay. Is that going to be a reality for you? I don't know. I mean, I could definitely do a long distance thing because I think that brings a lot of easiness to a relationship if you're not constantly in each other's space every day.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, do you think that women and men who have been divorced do bring a lot of fears from their past relationship that they have boundaries in place so that they they don't repeat those same things?
2: Yeah. Like I hope they bring fears, but also know like maybe the steps not to have that happen again. And like they learned maybe from their past mistakes or experiences or how they dealt with a situation and how they don't want it to repeat again. Because yeah. you know, life well, is all about learning, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, so let's say a guy was dating you
1: and like maybe this is a true want for you that you want separate homes from a future spouse. Or maybe this is a fear based on your past relationships, right? Right. If you were to say that on a first date, is that like a definite for you? No. So I want guys to be able to read women. And so like if he wanted right. to find out more about that, how would he find out more about where that fear came from, without becoming your therapist,
2: right I think I guess I've not met the right guy yet that I want to be around all the time, so I think it would depend if like I do know somebody in my in my head that I would love to be with constantly all the time, but unfortunately, circumstances are just not on the cards for us at the moment, but I think it's just dependent on the person and how you vibe with them and if you can really be around that person all the time. yeah, well,
1: I agree with you, but it's interesting because you did say something. But then when inquiring further, you had like a different belief system about it, right? But so that's interesting for men to hear as well that like sometimes, and this is for women too, sometimes the things that come out of people's mouths may not be the reality. It may just be like a belief they have at that time. But so would questions like that on a date be nice or would it feel interrogating?
2: No, I don't, for me, it wouldn't be interrogating. You can pretty much ask me anything. Just, I hope that, they're ready for the answer. But like, I mean, maybe we could live together like three weeks out of the month and then maybe a week they could go wherever they...
1: Oh, I mean, that sounds blissful. I'm I'm married now, but that that sounds amazing.
2: I I would even do half the week.
1: It would be fantastic. Sometimes I say I want to be divorced, but not really divorced just so we can have separate homes. It would be absolutely amazing. We're going to take a quick break and then I want to come back and talk about dating during the pandemic and how that's a little bit different right now. So we will be back with Heidi in a moment. All right, we are back with Heidi. And yeah, Heidi, I wanted to talk to you about how your dating life is different since March 15th or whatever it was when all of this happened, especially for you. I don't know how much of a lockdown you guys were on. I'm sure that it was heavy considering New York was like on crazy lockdown. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if you still are, but what does it look like for you to date during these times and how are you different? in dating.
2: Well, I've only gone on like two dates this whole time and I'm pretty nervous about it to be honest because there's so much unknown and any you have a child? Yeah, everything I where I am is outside eating and dining and Right. One guy right off the bat wanted to like give me a hug and a kiss as we were leaving and like wanted to kiss kiss and I was like, "Whoa, like <laughs> no, you know," and it we never dated again cuz he said, "Oh, you're not interested." And I was like, well, I would have been, but I just wasn't ready to like... Yeah, you're like, I'm not interested in a ventilator.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But so were you interested in him? So that's interesting because there's a whole bunch of extra layers that are going on right now. So do you wish that maybe you guys had discussed your thoughts about COVID or like beliefs? And so that maybe that wouldn't have happened?
2: Yeah, I was so taken aback because, you know, through the dinner, we were sitting across from each other and talking about how we really weren't going out. And the only time we have been out is like grocery shopping and to then just reach up and try to kiss somebody. on the Yeah, seemed weird. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, that kind of ruins everything I've been trying to prevent for the past few months. You know, I don't know where this person has been. And it just seemed like... He was a little full of himself thinking that uh, she won't care. It was weird. Right. Well, so what would you have preferred? I mean, I guess if you said, Oh, is it all right if I give you a kiss or can I give you a kiss goodnight or something of that nature, just to, but not just to grab at me and try to kiss me. It was kind of awkward. Right. Well, would that have been more welcomed pre
1: COVID? <laughs> would you have been okay with that?
2: <laughs> I probably would have kissed this guy pre COVID because he was pretty hot. Yeah. But, you know, I typically try not to kiss on the first date, or maybe just like a nice kiss on the lips, but not like full naked out because still got to be a lady, right. and you got to leave them wanting more. That's what I've learned in my years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think it was probably talked about. Okay, prior to that. Yeah, I love that. And what about the other date? Have you have you done any virtual dating? Just talking online, video talking, but the other one was a disaster. He was just not who he said he was. He showed up. He was like, <laughs> like if you're going to tell somebody you're 6'2", and you show up and you're like 5'10". That's a big difference. And I'm almost 5'10". So I'm, yeah, I'm tall. And then I put on like a little 2-inch heel. I'm taller than you and you're definitely not 6'2". And it was just... I don't know how you like think you're going to... Maybe he thought he had this dynamic personality that was going to woo me over the fact that he just lied off the bat. Right. So I don't know. It was just disaster. So let's ask a question about that. So you're 5'10". Do you only date guys that are taller than you? I try to, yeah, because I'm from the Midwest originally where men are really big and manly. And I like a big manly guy that like, I'm also tall and strong. And like, if I can wrestle you and know off the bat that I'll win, that's not hot. I don't want that.
1: <laughs> well, what if there's a guy who is 5'8 or 5'10 who could totally take you down? Would that be appealing for you or no? Is it
2: just like absolutely no? No, no. I like either a guy that's my height or taller because I just like that sense of... Manliness next yeah, to me. I get that. That's your preference. What are your other preferences? Like what are your
1: must-haves that are absolute must? So I I have this story that I tell about this one friend of mine who I forget what we were talking about now so long ago, but it was basically she was saying, I would mm-hmm. never date a guy who would And she said something. I would never date a guy who I think didn't have a job right now. That was her thing before because she just got really settled in her career. And so we went out and she was like 32 years old. And we went out to like a little lounge area and we started talking to these guys. And she went to the bathroom for a second. and I said to the guy, tell my friend that you're recently unemployed. I just want to see what happens to see like if it is a really a deal breaker for her. And came back, they had that conversation (laughs) and they were like making out afterwards. And then uh, she went on a few dates with him afterwards. She had said her, I will not date a guy who is, but then did because obviously personality and how Mm -hmm. she was feeling around him won out over the unemployed. And I'm sure other things that he was saying, because he wasn't really unemployed, but like, (laughs) are there things like that for you or are there hardcore definite not even going to look at this guy because
2: he's X, Y, and Z? I think for sure I know I definitely would never date a guy that smokes. Okay. 100%. That's like a, one of my things that I make sure that doesn't happen. I definitely want to date a guy that has kids because until you have kids, you really don't get what it's like to be a parent and schedules and how kids just instantly come first. But what if
1: there was a guy who did? What if he did where he's just like, no, your kid is your number one priority and he kept to that but didn't have his own.
2: I mean, that'd be pretty unique. I've yet to find okay. that. No, I'm sure it would be unique,
1: but that that is interesting.
2: Okay, wonderful. For me, I just want to meet somebody that is a good person at the core, like has good values, and like is just a really good person. Because you just meet so many shallow people. I don't know if they just all seem to exist in maybe the worlds that I travel in. Because I tell you, finance is filled with some shallow people. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you define good a little bit broader? Because does that mean that they you know, have charities that they donate to, that they volunteer on the weekend somewhere? What does that mean to be good? I mean,
2: to be like a good human, to know like right from wrong. And like, for instance, this is very topical right now, race, right? You can hear people and they'll just casually say something very negative about, oh, that Gosh, I don't know how to phrase it But that it right, person but just, because they're X, they're X, Y, and Z. Right. And they'll just lump them into a category and it's like, oh, I already know. I don't want to date you because you can't even see that like people of all different races and kinds could be a great person. So if you just like, if they generalize right off the bat or if they're... close minded it sounds like, a little bit ignorant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I like to give back to my community. Like I like to people that feel like they do public service is a good you know example. I'm not super religious, so I don't really date super religious people. But just to like, you know, basically be a good human and know the right from the wrong and do the right thing, and you can. How do you find these things out when you're dating? Or do you find
1: these out before or do you look in their profile for these things? Like how <laughs> do you see if they're good or how are you evaluating whether or not they're good?
2: I think just basic questions like if you would just ask them like, do you do any charities? Do you volunteer? How's your, you can find a lot about men with their relationships with their mothers. Mm, so you ask these questions on dates or do you ask it before? I mean, not, maybe not the first date, but I can get a lot out of a conversation. Right. Which is good. <laughs> but I don't feel like I grill them. I feel like a lot of this stuff comes up organically once you just start talking about life and things that you're doing, things that you've been up to and kind of asking questions about, do you volunteer? And then that kind of leads to other questions. And you find out quickly if they're a trumper or if they're not a trumper. And, See what you have in common. How they feel about the current environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like you can tell a lot from guys' profiles? Like, what are things that would indicate to you this is somebody that I want to talk to from their profile? Or actually, what's more important, picture, profile, or messages? I think messages and
2: how they talk to you. Because once you've already swipe, right? Yeah. You can be anybody you want on your profile, right? You can put up pictures with your dog, which always get me. But (laughs) are they really that person?
1: Right. And how do you see if they're really that person in their messages? Like, Can you think of some conversations or the ways conversations started that for you said, Oh, this is a good person. I want to keep talking. Or does it have to be exciting? So I'll tell you, a lot of guys that I work with, they'll send these really heartfelt messages to women. They'll look on their profile and really try to comment on something from their profile. And women won't respond to it. Mm -hmm. Or they'll give like one word responses or one sentence responses, but not like be fully engaged. So I wish I had examples to show you. But is there something that you're looking for in those first few
2: messages? Or is it again, just a gut thing? For me, it's always my gut. But I do know if men can be more engaging. For me, like I love questions. I think questions are a great way to get to know somebody. Like, where did you grow up? And all the different basic questions but then like maybe what's your favorite thing to do with your son or your kids or a lot of men just like right off the bat seem to just like oh do you have any bikini pictures like really dude That's really not gonna... oh for sure men are so blatant about like right off the bat and I'm like negative not talking to that guy delete right, like right away for the first message like what would you say most of the first messages are to you it's usually a complimentary of how you look I generally don't like it when men are like, oh, you're super hot. Like, you look super hot. And while it is nice to hear, it's just... I can't explain it for me. Like, if that's just not a gentleman thing to say. Like, oh, maybe I'm just obviously clearly picky. But I just think that sounds so... No,
1: I'm I'm ch- the same way. Cheap. I'm the same yeah. way. It, it doesn't resonate with me right.
2: at all. That may be, may
1: be an ego thing for both of us because maybe we hear it right. kind of, a little <laughs> off. I don't know. But for me, I'm just like, okay, great. It doesn't like hit my heart right. or it doesn't make me stop and pause
2: and think about the person. Right.
1: Yeah. So what what kind of compliments would get to you a little bit more?
2: Maybe like if they just looked at the picture, for instance, I have a picture of him profile. i at a concert. Like, oh, you know, how was that concert? What did you see? So that like, I knew once they looked at the picture, they kind of thought about where I was, maybe what was I doing? And they were more intrigued by that particular day in my life, like wanting to just get to know more about me, not like, oh, that skirt looks great. It's so nice and short. Like that's so, that's just the opposite of what you want to hear really
1: for me. Have you had any guys reach out to you in the way that you said you like Mm -hmm. that you didn't want to reply back to that you didn't still have that gut feeling of like, "Uh, I want to write back to him.
2: I mean, I've had some people reach out and it's been so super nice and exactly what you'd want to hear, but then that attraction that you want to see the screen. You just don't feel it.
1: Right. So even if they said the exact thing that you want them to say, you still looked at their picture and you weren't feeling that attraction, Right, it wouldn't matter. Right. So is there anything that those people could have said that because you didn't feel that attraction for them, that they could have spiced up their messages to make you a little bit
2: more intrigued? I don't know. I think people just know whether they want to... Essentially, they know right away. For me, I know right away, even based on pictures, like, do I want to get naked? Yes or no. That kind of...
1: Right. Has anybody ever surprised you? Like somebody that you met in real life or even online that either continued pursuing you after you weren't so
2: interested that where you're like, Okay, this is kind of interesting. (laughs) Like, Is there anyone? Maybe a, a younger person a while ago that pursued me for a little bit. And I was like, Oh, you're too young. You're too young. And he ended up... Was way more mature for his age than he seemed than I thought he would be. I would say just that person, yeah. But for the most part, no. I usually stick with my gut. Yeah. Do you stick with your gut or do they give up? I usually am upfront because I don't want to waste anyone's time. So I'll just let them know that I'm. I wish you luck in your search, but I don't feel that I'm. We're the right connection, something along those lines.
1: Okay, I have one final question. I want to talk about dating younger men because you said twenty five <laughs> year olds. What am I going to do with them?
2: But how do you feel about dating younger men? I mean, it's fun, but it's yeah. I feel a little a little silly. Like, we're going to go out to eat. Like, that's awkward for me. Maybe I'm more self-conscious of it than they would be. I mean, I only dated two younger guys. And while well, it was a lot what, of fun... he
1: has to be in a high chair? Is that what the yeah. issue
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, like, am I taking my son out? Why is she... <laughs>
1: right, exactly. Well, and so is that what it is? Is that weird for you that you... That you think people would be looking at yeah, you?
2: Yeah, I'm more self-conscious of like, Oh my God, they clearly know this is like, like a mini cougar going after this <laughs> younger guy.
1: Right. So would you not be open to dating somebody that's younger? I mean, or do you think you could get past that?
2: It depends like how young, right? I mean, I could date somebody in their late 30s and that's still pretty young to me. But you know, it's a maturity level at that age, you know. Those they haven't really lived a full life yet if you're like 28 years old, you haven't experienced right. true life and kids and working and all that stuff. So I guess how young, right? And that's
1: important to Yeah. Do you think that that's really important right now that you have similar
2: lifestyles to the people that you date? For sure. For sure I do. Thank you. Because you can relate and you connect on those levels of the grit of life.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, what about dating somebody who doesn't know about the grit of life, who is your age, who may just see the wonders in life? Would that be appealing to you? Like, let's say they don't... Independently wealthy? Or like, how do they not have the grit of life? let's just say maybe they haven't been married, they don't have children and they just have this free loving lifestyle and they totally respect your lifestyle at the
2: same time. Yeah, but then for me, I would right off the bat assume, well, they obviously have commitment issues and like they don't, how have they not been married? How do they not have kids by this age? Like that's just right away, I'd be so curious what went wrong. (laughs)
1: So what would be a good
2: response for you?
1: If you went on a date with somebody who's like forty five years right. old or even fifty who's never been married,
2: I would say like why not? for me, I would assume they just can't commit.
1: What are other reasons that it could happen that would be okay with you, or would that still just be the fear in place that they have commitment?
2: That would be the fear in place, and there's got to be something weird that happens in his world that he hasn't been able to have a girl stay with him, or maybe like I would just assume there's something not right, something isn't right there. That's what I would think. Is there an answer
1: that a guy like that could give to you that would help calm those nerves? Let's say it was a guy who wanted to be committed, but he had a couple of long-term relationships,
2: just didn't go in that direction. I would assume that it didn't go in the direction because of him. There had to be like at 50, how have you not? I don't know. Right. Okay. So, and let's say,
1: let's say that he's done a lot of self-help in the past five years and he's figured it out what has gone wrong, but is now really looking for something very serious. Right. I mean, I would I'm tr- just trying
2: to see like where... I would try, but I'd have a lot of trepidation because you worry like, yeah. what if those past ghosts come back Old out? Habits. Right. Because I generally right, think right. men just don't change. You are who you are and you can try to change as you will, but essentially men are generally exactly who they say they are right in the beginning. And you should believe it when they tell you who they are. <laughs> do you think women do the same thing? I think women present themselves as what they want to be seen and i think it's only when you're in your later in your 40s that you're finally really like for me now i am completely comfortable with who i am i remember being so nervous in my 30s and that you're not comfortable you don't you know you try to be something that that you're not and that comes with age i feel
1: no, definitely. I completely agree. All right. You are off of my... What is it called? Chopping block? No. What is it? <laughs> like I'm done grilling you basically. Okay. But this was wonderful. Thank you for being so blunt and honest. I knew you were going to be fantastic. Annie was right. So <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on the show, Heidi. Thank you for thank having you me again. Thank you for being on the Askman Podcast. Yes, you are wonderful. All right. New episodes of the Askman Podcast come out every Thursday at 5pm Pacific. Please, please, please don't go and download each individual episode. That's a waste of time that you could be using meeting women. Go and subscribe to our show. Please share our show with others. And please talk to others about what you learn on this show. This is not information that you should be keeping to yourself or ashamed of. It's something that you should be passing along because understanding the opposite sex is key to all of us getting along and having better relationships. You guys are amazing. I'll see you guys next week.